Welcome to the Crossroads Community Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. It's good to be here, <clears throat> to be with you all today. Please excuse my voice a little bit, hanging out with a, a youth camp yesterday. And uh, man, they had me excited. I mean, the stuff that these young kids are get excited about and running around. So I'm running around screaming, yelling with them. And, and this is the product. Happy Father's Day to all the fantastic fathers that are here. And uh, I do want you to know that I saw something on, on my social media feed that had two pictures. One picture of an elegant restaurant. I will not call out the name because I don't want to give them branding rights and opportunity. And uh, underneath the caption of this fabulous restaurant, it said Mother's Day. And then to the right, there was a picture of a fast food restaurant that you stop in and just pick up something and go and said, Happy Father's Day. <laughs> I just know that's not the reality here, and you can't pay attention to everything you see on the Internet. So I do know that the people here at Crossover Community Church will be taking fathers to a place that's the picture that said Happy Mother's Day. I'm sure you, you'll be standing there and doing some of that stuff. Listen, let us pray. Father, we thank you now for this time. We love you. We honor you. We thank you for these people. And God, you know what everybody needs here, so we ask that you meet them at that space, at that spot. God, we love you. We honor you. I pray that I decrease here and allow you to increase in our conversation today. Um, bless the leadership of this house and everything that he touches. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Hey, I want to read a, a passage of Scripture, if that's all right with y'all. We still read the Bible around here, don't we? This place to read the Bible? Amen. Amen. So um, we want to go to Acts, and if it's okay, I'm going to read it from my electronic narcotic. And if any of you will have that, uh, you, you can join in with me. We're going to go to, we're going to come down to Acts 19. We're going to run to verse 6. And it said, and when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. And then he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space for three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when the divers were hardened and believed not, there's a comma, we're going to call that, that's the space for haters, just in case. Anybody was wondering who those people were. Those are the haters they came. And they spake evil that way before the multitude. He departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. And this, and this continued by the space of two years, so that all that were which that dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greek. And God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul, so that his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the disease parted from them, and the evil spirits were out of them. Then certain of the vagabonds, Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus who Paul preached. And there were seven sons, one of Simba, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so, 
And the evil spirit answered to them, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? The man in whom the evil spirit leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks also dwell in Ephesus, and the, and the fear fell on them all, and that the Lord and that the name of the Lord was magnified. So I want to run back up to this one statement of the evil spirit. The evil spirit said, Jesus I know. Paul I know. Who are you? So if we're going to talk on the subject today, it would be the power of the name brand believer. Look to your neighbor and say, name brand believer. We believe in, in brands, don't we? We believe in brands. As a matter of fact, the definition for uh, a brand is anytime a particular product or pitch is communicated, it's done in such a succinct way that it means the same thing every time you see it. You feel the same way about this particular brand. Well, companies spend millions and millions of dollars identifying what their brand should be. And they bring in all these thought experts who do surveys to figure out how do the people feel when they see our product and see our brand. So much so that they branded us so much, we know what it is without even going to school. Many of the brands that we see and recognize, we were never taught that in formal education. It's how they put these brands in front of us. So I want you to take a look at some of these brands. You recognize any of this stuff? Yeah, we, we you know what they did. Okay, so, so this thing over here to the right, what's that called? An apple that's not a fruit. Isn't that amazing? People say, what do they make? Well, some may say phones, electronics, whatever. Actually, they actually just build a culture. They do. Because if you find a person who's an iPhone, you can't get them to switch to Samsung. Because of the, because of the culture. And the Samsung, believe it or not, may have some better features. It's just not Apple, though. It's not Apple. You see this guy jumping with the, with, with the ball in? Who is that? That's Jordan Brand. See, I, I used to play pickup ball with my boys. We used to go to the gym. We used to, we used to hoop a little bit. And so I like to be a guard. But they want to put me down in the post and make me work. <laughs> so when we go to the gym, it's just three of us. We're looking for two other people. I want the tall people so I can play guard. But we walk in the gym, two tall guys come in. Two short guys come in. One of the tall guys has on a pair of Reeboks. The other one has on New Balance. The two short guys have on Jordans. Who you think we picked? <laughs> yeah, we picked the guys in the Jordan brand. The Jordan brand is so incredible that it is the only basketball symbol on football uniforms. How do they do that? Have y'all seen Michigan? They've got a basketball player on their jersey. Maybe it's like, why they can't win the Big Ten? I don't know. <laughs> but these are, these are the brands, these brands we recognize. I mean, the Starbucks brand, people can't even start their day without this green sign. They can't. And when children see that orange block with that gold arches in there, they lose their mind. Because of the brand. 
You recognize these brands here too, don't you? They've taken over our world. Really. There's not a day that you go through that you don't talk about these brands here. Don't talk about Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And of course, that ugly Under Armour brand. You got to put something ugly up there. It's Under Armour. It's ugly. Not the swoosh. So these are brands, you all, brands that we recognize, things that we, that we live by, stuff that faces our lives, right? Coca-Cola has done so well with their brand that they are the only one that owns that script. There's no other font. You can't find that in any of the uh, Microsoft offices, that script. It's not available. It's Coca-Cola. And when we see that, we're like, have a Coke and a smile. But the reality is, you pour this stuff on roadkill. <laughs> and it'll eat it up. You put it on batteries, eat the battery acid, right? That's how well they've done with branding. They've done a great job with it. So the thing about understanding what your brand is, it's important because companies have persuaded us to live based on their brand and not necessarily what it does for us. This evil spirit is sitting here saying, Jesus I know. How does he know Jesus? Because Jesus is authentic. He said, Paul I know. How do you know Paul? Because there's evidence. Paul is laying hands on people and they're getting saved. Paul is laying hands on people and they're being healed. The handkerchief in Paul's pocket, I'm just telling y'all, I love Hendon. I love now. I love Austin. But I'm not taking anything with their sweat on it and putting it on me. I'm just saying. There must be some power that Paul was exercising because he was the real deal. And here's the crazy thing. The evil spirit knew that these other folk weren't the real deal. We call them Generic. So now here's the definition, okay? Brand, the name brand, is defined as the original. They like that, don't you? Yeah, because God was the original, right? Three folds, Jesus, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the original. Then there comes this other cat who is generic. Generic is defined in Webster's as less than, marginal. Copies of the original, the copy. And so the one thing, and I don't have any problem with generics, as long as they're not trying to get into my life. I know generics exist. Many people here were born original. The unfortunate thing is many folks are going to die a copy. That's the generic. I grew up seven people in a two-bedroom house. My brother and I shared a twin bed. My sister slept in the hallway. But my daddy was in the house. He was a good father. He did a lot of whooping. But there was one special thing that we used to do. We used to go to, with, with mama to the grocery store. Now, if you got the chance to go to mama with the grocery store, you did good that week. The reason we went to the grocery store with mom is because we needed to make sure that mother did not buy the generic cereal. Food line in our household, well, food line in our town would put the cereal at the average height of the eye level for the shopper. 
And so the generics were either real high or real low. And you could always tell the difference because the real deal came in a box, the generic in a bag. Some of you all may be cereal connoisseurs. Let me see if I have any cereal connoisseurs in here. See, here's, here's a copy. This is, this is be my Saturday uh, cereal right here. This is Saturday. See that crispy rice? That's what mama wanted to buy. She wanted to get the generic. It looked like the real deal. It, it can fool you. It's in the same color and everything. It can do the same thing, but it's not because I can't make crispy rice treats and go to school with them. We need rice crispy treats. Show them the next one. We may have some more connoisseurs in there. They may get healed today. Anybody getting healed right now? You've had apple dapple in your house, and now we, we're getting there. We're getting there. Show them the next one. See how we can recognize them? See how we recognize them? Go ahead. Just keep going through, because I think there's some, there's some healing going on from this section right here. From this section, they feel a whole lot better now that they know that they don't have to have the cookies. See how they try to fool us? Y'all remember this honeycomb? Some of us old enough remember the honeycombs commercial. Brother Eubanks, you remember the honeycombs commercial? It used to be fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh they try to fool you? Look, they look the same. Yeah. They even get clever with the names, don't they? They even, now, when you get bold enough to create a generic for old folk cereal, you're really desperate. <laughs> so, know this. Genesis said, let us make man in our own image. That means that's custom. There's nothing alike. Look at this. Know this. If you've never had a custom suit before, I'm getting ready to give you a secret. Okay? Look at your fingerprints right now. Just take a look at them. And I want you to examine them and study those fingerprints and know that our God is so awesome that out of all the people that's ever been born do not have your fingerprints. You are custom made. We are in custom suits. Some of our custom suits grow over time. They have their own adjustment. We're custom made. We're special. Know that. You are a name brand Christian. God built you to be named brand. The goal is, the closer we get to know who God is and what his purpose is for our life, that will put us in our name brand spot. Because there's only, there was something that you were born to do while you were here. And only you can do it. But you can't do it as a generic. You got to be name brand. Because that's where the power is. See, there's power in the name brand. And once you get connected to the power, just imagine if you had an iron and you're about to iron a shirt, but it's not plugged into the wall, you can't iron out the wrinkle. But the power is in the plug that's plugged into the wall that give you what you need. That's the identity that we have. Once we plug into who God is, then we can become powerful. But if not, there's something real dangerous that can happen. And I just want to show you an illustration of how dangerous it can happen when you, we don't know who we are and why we're here and what it matters that we're here. If you can go to the next slide. I want to show you two images. Actually, do two more. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I, that's, 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 that's one of my favorite right there, cinnamon, cinnamon Toast Crunch. I want you to take a look at this. On the left side, we have a company called Ralph Lauren. Anybody familiar? Anybody familiar? Can anybody tell me what you think a shirt that Ralph Lauren costs? <laughs> $55 on the sale rack. You're right. You're right. Ralph Lauren originated in 1967. It was a women's clothing line. And because it didn't sell well, because it was too expensive, he went to the richest people in town, those individuals that were on the polo grounds, because they pay expensive money for their clothes. So he went out there, and that's where he began to sell his clothes, and he copied the company to the right. See, the company to the right is the United States Polo Association. I put down its origination date. It's 1890. Their job was to make clothes for the U.S. polo team to travel internationally in order to represent the brand. So when they walked off the plane, it would say the United States polo team, and people knew who they were. They were anointed to play for the United States. But they didn't do a good job in branding. We didn't know who they were. They didn't exercise the Great Commission. They didn't go out into all the land to tell the people who they were. So today, they are the generic brand. Don't allow the enemy to fool us that it's okay to be generic. We were designed to tell the world who we are and who we represent. USPA failed to do that. And I'm telling you, they failed so miserably. Years ago, I took a job in Texas, and I was away from my family for three years. I would travel back and forth every two weeks. So Christmas, I'm feeling guilty. I'm not with my kids every day. I'm going to buy them some good gifts. As a matter of fact, everybody's going to open up four or five gifts under the tree. Everybody. I go to a store called TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx had these colorful Azad shirts, and it was beautiful, it was a beautiful brand. You know, it was all United States Polo Association, so I, I packed it up. I got them shoes, sweatpants, shirts. Everybody had matching outfits. We opened it up. My daughter, now she's queen. She's also, now you get to go first. Now I opened up that stuff, and she said, ooh, daddy, I can't wear this to school. <laughs> she said, this is USPA. It's the generic. She would be picked on. It looks like the original, but it's not. In actuality, it is the original. With all of this social media and all of this stuff going, it's easy for Christians to be considered the generic because they see their brand and they don't see ours. Know that you are incredibly made incredibly made, and we need, we need individuals to be name brand and go share your goodness. Talk about who you are, why you're here, what would it matter. I want you to ask yourself this question. I'm going to give you three seconds to meditate. Ask yourself the question, who are you? It's the most difficult question to answer most difficult question to answer without a Bible. But if you get a Bible, in that word, God tells you who you are. 
and he tells you why you should be here. And he's going to tell you why it should matter. Then we'll have the boldness. In that particular passage of scripture that I was talking about in, in, in Acts, Paul asked the question, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, well, I don't know if we even know if the Holy Spirit even exists. And he began to pray for them because he knew that they had a piece of what was needed. And he added unto them the additional pieces to make them name brand. Don't let the enemy fool you. That's his job. His job is to fool you into thinking that you're not powerful. So I want to give you three points before we go. I want to give you three points to meditate on as we leave here. As what is, what is it that makes me a name brand Christian? Number one, the number one thing that makes you name brand is God has given us the power. He's given you the power. When he made Adam and Eve, so let us make man in our own image. And he made them. When he took the time to breathe in the breath of life, you have God's breath down inside of you. You have his breath. That's, that's the confidence. You have his breath. Every time you breathe, you breathe in God's breath. That's powerful. So powerful that when you speak, the things that you say today will leave your presence. It will run to your tomorrow and wait for your arrival. That's the power that you have. You're name brand. You're not generic. You're the real deal Holyfield. Your fingerprints are different. Powerful. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, it is God that gives us the power to gain wealth. Gives you power. He'll give you boldness to speak his word. Name brand. Number two, the other thing that makes you name brand is you were here for a purpose. Purpose is the fourth grade word, P-U-R-P-O-S-E. I know it perfectly because I misspelled it in the spelling bee. <laughs> My buddy Keith, he got it. He got it. I, I went too fast. I left the R out. But purpose. Purpose is defined as the proper intent and order of a thing. Name brand believers understand their purpose. They know why they're here. They get up in the morning ready for purpose. Here's some evidence that you have your purpose. Folks that have their purpose... They don't need an alarm clock to wake up. Before they go to bed at night, <clears throat> they do their prayer. They, God, this is what I need to get done tomorrow. Please allow my eyes to wake up. You'll wake up. Purpose. People who understand their purpose, they don't take long showers either. Have y'all seen people that adjust the hot water? You're in there too long. You're in there adjusting. You're in the shower. It's like, <clears throat> the water's not hot anymore. <laughs> Let me get some more hot. No, people that... Name brand Christians that are with purpose, they get out of there quick. They take a shower peel. They understand what they're about to do because God has them on assignment to do something. You understand and have great purpose. Third point, evidence of a name brand believer. They, are, they know they're here to make an impact. Nothing you do is incidental. Is here to make an impact. One of the reasons why I love to come to gatherings and fellowships like this is because now we make an impact as a fist instead of as an individual. 
I'm going to bring up something, and, and please forgive me. I'm just trying to illustrate and make a point. Recently, one of our celebrities did an open-hand gesture, a slap on another celebrity. If he really wanted to make an impact, he'd close his fist. A slap makes a lot of noise. That's one individual. But when you want to really impact the community, you come together. The Bible says, forsake not together, the gathering of ourselves together. The fact that you came in here today together, the enemy is worried. Because as a group, you can do tremendous. One dollar, one of us giving a dollar, yeah, it may help. But see, when you having a community event where you have a pastor to say, go to Walmart and go buy a fan, and bring it in here. Go get your gently worn clothes. Bring it in here so we can impact our community. Yeah, one individual giving something would be good, but when the group of us come in, we become impactful. Name brand believers impact the land in which they live. You all are impacting people. You're name brand. You're not generic. You're the real deal. You're on the middle shelf. When you do these three things, something very powerful can happen. Can you show, share this next slide, please? Now, I don't know if you can see this, but I'm going to read this for you. A solitary fantasy can transform a million realities. Let's just think about that for a second. Solitary fantasy change a million realities. That's one thought. One thought of you taking something out of your closet, bringing it here can impact a little kid, and it can change their life to want to go change lives of millions. One solitary fantasy. And when you do that, the next slide tells you exactly what you'll become. And this is what Christ is for us, the hero. This is the definition of a hero. This is a hooker definition. We find happiness every day, rescuing others. That's a hero. That's what we do, you all. I just want to tell you a quick story about a young man who loved God. And he didn't look like me. He didn't live in my neighborhood. But he would come bring my family groceries, seven of us. Two-bedroom house, sisters living in the hallway. They would just drop groceries there. Because we had food to eat, then I could study. And I could make better grades. Because I was able to make better grades, I had an opportunity to go to college. Because I went to college, I met the woman of my dreams. And we met God together. We were holding our hands, and the Holy Ghost was falling, and we were deciding that we were going to make a family. And that person that dropped those groceries down became my hero. Because I have a hero. Today I have three fantastic children. Now, Elizabeth, Hendon, and Austin. Because someone was a hero to our family, Tennessee has an opportunity to have a 6'4", 218-pound quarterback. They can throw that thing. One solitary fantasy can change a million realities, you all. And when you do this, something very special is going to happen to you. Pastor, I just need about three more minutes. Something very special can happen to you. Because at the end of the day, what do we want to hear God say? Well done. Not well said, 
not well pretended, not well thought of, but well done. It's the stuff that we've got to do, you all. Years ago, I'm a recruiter for Gifford County Schools. I recruit teachers, and the pastor rebuked me because I was out there operating in my gifts. I was going to recruit your math teacher. I don't know her name, but I was going to recruit her. But years ago, I had to go recruit, and um, I, recruit for, I recruit teachers for children because I believe I need to make an impact on their lives. I got to have better teachers in front of them. So I'll go wherever to find the best teachers. I had to go to this place called India. And while I'm in, in, in India, this little small town, they have the best math teachers known to man. And I am trying to recruit them. But in order to recruit them, I got to talk to the children. So while I'm talking to the children, I learn about how they live. In this place of India, it gets as hot as 125 degrees. There's no air conditioning. And it gets as cold as 35 degrees. They don't have heating system in their school to keep them warm. And those kids come to school every day. Eight months out of the year, there's no rain. When there's no rain, there's no vegetation. When there's no vegetation, the elderly begin to die off in their community. So the children, every day, they wake up in the morning, please let it rain, please let it rain, please let it rain. They have faith, they have joy, but they need it to rain. The minute that they start praying to God and having faith that the rain is coming, something very special starts to happen. Take your left hand and hold it out in front of you like this. Take your right index finger, hold it high above your head, and begin to thrust your index finger on your palm like this. See, what they didn't know, that the minute that they ask God for something, it starts to come. See, they didn't realize it yet. See, there's four parts to this blessing. See, one, you got to know who you are. And see, once you know who you are and you know whose you are, things start happening. You start asking for stuff that others can't ask for. Use your second finger. Now, all of a sudden, the rain starts coming over. The clouds starts coming. But they don't see it yet. It's not happening. But they don't see it happening. Use your third finger. Now, all of a sudden... The rain is there. It starts falling down on the ground, and the kids run outside, and they're looking up in the air, and they can't believe what they prayed for. God has sent them. See, this is the impact that you're going to make. Now, use your forefinger. Now the rain is here. And once you believe something and you need God's help, he'll begin to rain blessings down on you, and you'll make an impact in the land in which you live. Ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you to be a name-brand believer so God can bless us. And this is what the angels will be saying when they call your name in heaven. Job well done. Hallelujah. So here's what I want to do. I want you encouraged. I want you to know that you're on the middle shelf. There's nothing generic about you. All your differences is what make you special. Everything that you can't do is on purpose because that's where God can use you. If you could do it by yourself, you would be your brand. The fact that you're God's brand means that there'll be some imperfections that he'll have to help you with. So I want to pray for your imperfections. And I'm going to ask Pastor Mickey to come up as, as, as we pray for you. Father, we thank you now. Thank you for these people. Thank you, God, for all the things that you blessed us with. And thank you for blessing us with some things that need your perfection. We're going to continue to call upon you to help us to identify who we are, why we are here, and what it will matter so that we can impact the land in which we live. God, we thank you. Touch the hearts. If there's one here today that does not know you or have spilled away and begun to act as a generic, God, give them the opportunity now 
to reconnect with you so that we can all see you and hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you are encouraged by today's podcast and would like to hear more messages, visit us at crossroadscommunitychurch.com.